Hey, Patrick. Dave, how we doing today? Doing well. We have uh, a podcast on the way here. We are 12 days removed, so this is almost two weeks since the last one. Yeah, we're due, but still hitting our once-a-week quota. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, we are. And uh, I will say that I forced my wife to listen to some of these. So after being forced to listen to the handful of podcasts that we have, my wife has had some critiques. And by some, I mean, why does she have to be so mean to me, Patrick? <laughs> I was going to ask when you said that. Is it constructive criticism or just criticism? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding because she's going to listen to this. But seriously, she had some critiques. I sounded negative at times about our children. So, in an attempt to be more jolly, I wanted to introduce a quick segment entitled, What is Dad Mad At Now? (laughs) To hopefully channel all of my negative energy into one small topic per podcast. Are you okay with this, Patrick? Yeah, absolutely. You can get it out of the way, and then you'll be positive the rest of of our cast. Yeah, that was more just like a rhetorical question. I don't care if it was okay. I need this, so please just let me get through this. So, let me set the scene. My wife and I, we had a great night last night. Went to see Dave Matthews Band in Raleigh, and it was tremendous. First time seeing them, and damn it, it was a perfect show. But we get home late, like 1 a.m. Knowing that my daughter will wake up early the next morning, I couldn't fall asleep fast enough. But that's when I heard that sweet, sweet voice on the monitor calling out for Daddy at 5.45 a.m. This is not even what I'm mad about. Be patient, Patrick. I head in there, not sure how it'll go. I need to convince her to go back to bed. And this is no, this is no guarantee. In fact, I rarely win this battle. But alas, I won. But here's what sparked the anger. She wanted me to sing her a song. I generally don't mind this. I kind of welcome it. I mean, by all accounts, I'm an awful singer. I start songs without really knowing the lyrics and just hope the brain catches up to my mouth. So I asked, what song should we sing? She wants Rockabye Baby. Rage fills my body. <laughs> I hate this song. What does this song accomplish? Have you ever taken the time to analyze these lyrics? If you are ever worried about our species' ability to continuously evolve and grow, just think about the simple-minded dipshit that came up with this nursery rhyme and sit back and know that evolution is not just a theory. It is an absolute truth when compared to the 17th century asshole. (laughs) For those that haven't devoted continuous nights for two years singing this song, the lyrics basically say a baby is rocking in a cradle, the cradle falls from some elevated distance, and the baby falls with the cradle to presumably its fatal end. Okay, good night, honey. Sleep well now. (laughs) So that is what I'm angry about, Patrick. Daddy hates a nursery rhyme, but there's more to come, I'm sure. You paint such a vivid picture, Dave. <laughs> well, it felt good. I got. It felt good to get that out in the open. Let the feelings fly. So, the, our, you know, our new segment. What's Dad mad about? The initial uh, lead-in is a nursery rhyme. <laughs> There's so many of them. So, I mean, we have podcasts for years now. That's true, and none of them. But there's only one first. But we chose Rockabye Baby as the one that really got us. As the lead off. (laughs) And with that, we would like to welcome you to Concepts from Less Than Qualified Fathers, 
the podcast where we use our real-life experiences to make you feel better about your parenting skills. So, Patrick, lead us in on the first segment, favorite toys for our children. Yeah, and, and this one is uh, favorite ones. I'm, I'm going at it from the angle, favorite toy that I like to play with. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of my angle on this one. And my one seed is clearly, it's not even a contest. We have about a two-foot basketball hoop. That, that kind of goes off the floor. That is total my one seed. It is my favorite toy to play with. Um, I'll go in there when my daughter is not in there. Shoot <laughs> around a little bit, work on my jump shot. Um, a couple of disputes with some friends have been settled in there over a game of uh, horse. And it's just, it's, a, it's, it's, it's easily my favorite toy. But uh, that's kind of like a, my cop out because I'm a sports guy. So my, I have other two, two more written down here that I really enjoy playing with. And my daughter has a set of uh, magna tiles. Do you know what they are, Dave? No. It's, it's like multicolored magnet tiles that like they, they, they're just like magnets. They kind of stick to each other like squares and triangles. And you can build like kind of cool houses out of them. Um, they're just, they're kind of, I don't know, they're really fun. They're, they're pretty cool. And they're just like, just magnetized to each other. You can kind of build a house or you know, a couple of different random things with it. And then after you build something, my daughter typically comes in and kicks it down. But it's, it's really, it's really underrated. It's a good, it's a good toy. It's a really good toy. I may look into that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I highly recommend it outside of a basketball hoop. I highly recommend the magnet tile. Well, I will say I'm taking this segment differently and talking about my kids, what they seem to like. And it's basically just Emery, the oldest. So she was gifted a, Foul iPhone, hashtag foul, from my, well, I guess my mom friend, my wife's mom friend, and Emery loves it. It looks just like an iPhone. Uh, it kind of has a touch screen, but it plays music and really loud dials. Uh, but now you can find that in the trash can outside. I finally did it. Does I, she know? No, she has no idea. Um, what is it? She, you just got fed up with it? Yeah, well, we're doing this whole, like, screen time thing and although it doesn't have a a fake phone giving her the you know she looks at us potentially texting and then she's looking at hers and wanting to text and it's kind of you know it's honestly the cutest thing watching her walk around talking on this phone but then pressing the button it's really loud like I don't know how to turn it down I honestly can't figure it out so she would have it near her little brother and it's just like these loud songs like really loud dials that are not safe for kids ears i don't think so we substituted cute for overall health and punted that phone it is now in the trash i think it's still if we needed to we could go get it but she's away with her grandparents right now and it's going to be gone why don't you take the batteries out it's a like chargeable thing she liked to press the i mean she wouldn't like it if it didn't make noise so it's really just get rid of it my wife doesn't know I got rid of it, but we've talked about getting rid of it. Well, Christina, now, now she does. Now she does. Well, she may fast forward when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there, do you hide certain toys because you're sick of them and then, you know, play stupid when your daughter asks where they are? Yes, did it today. Um, <laughs> daughter has, we have a set of these like bowling pins and they have like little balls inside of them. And she'll come around and, like, uh, doesn't care about the bowling pin, but she'll, like, bang the pin so the balls make all this sorts of noise. So today I told her to stop. She had listened. 
told her to stop. She didn't listen. So she put it down, ran into the other room to get a toy. I opened up the bowling pin, dumped the toys in the trash can, and put the pin back down. She came back out and saw it empty and started asking questions. I said I hadn't seen them. Play dumb. You don't know. Play I have no, no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, I will say, like, I've heard from other parents, you know, prior to having kids, that a box can really keep your child's attention. Um, you know, I buy and have all these toys for my kids, and I swear we would just get the box and it would just take up time. And I used to be like, what? It's a box. But God, it is so true. And I don't know if it's just my kids, but do your kids like boxes? Yeah, um, they do. They have, they absolutely do. My daughter loves getting packages and then, you know, take out whatever's inside. And then as soon as, you know, the, the box is cleared, she'll kind of do her own little thing with it, depending on the size of the box. Let's crawl in it or just whatever she, she does. It's, there's something weird with it. I don't know what it is. I don't either. Uh, about it. Yeah, our oldest, she sits in it for hours. Um, okay, an hour. But do you know how long an hour is for a stay-at-home dad? It's five yeah, that's, hours. That's a, good, that's a good win. It's an hours long. It's a good win putting her in the box. <laughs> I don't close it for the viewers out there. I don't close the box. Let's put that caveat there. Uh, but bubble paper has proven to be a win, too, for the kids. Oh, I got to try that one. Um I will say my dog, Gus, absolutely hates bubble paper. So I, I always ask him, what happened to you, Gus? What happened in the three months of your life before you were a member of the family? Were you born in a packaging factory? <laughs> he has developed some type of twitch to so much popping. I, don't, I feel so bad because whenever it comes out, he like <laughs> hides in the, the corner and we're like, uh -oh. He recognizes it? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't have any traumatizing experience with bubble paper with you in this house. So, so what? Right. And your daughter's got one speed when going through that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Jumping, <laughs> dancing on bubble paper, and Gus is just falling apart. <laughs> Dave, our second segment, the age-old question of how do you successfully negotiate with your children? Well, it used to be easy. You just tell them what to do, and they're like, okay, I'll follow whatever my dad or mom says. But now, as they get smarter by the hour, using lessons that have been taught to them, sometimes unwittingly, they are just learning everything, and they just make their own choices now. And you can't, How do you do it? That's the big question, as you said. So I don't have the answer. I do have stories, though, as we prove to always have stories. <laughs> she's learning the concept of numbers my oldest but it's not quite there she gets a number in her head and she's sticking to it so even if a better option is presented to her she's sticking to it so for example we have a bag of crayons that she likes to dump out all over the floor because it isn't coloring unless you get every last crayon out of that damn bag her brother who has recently started motoring around crawling can't have crayons yet because his first thought is I want, no, I need this in my mouth. Not in a minute, not in an hour, yesterday. So we try to negotiate just how many crayons she can color with when Harrison's on the prowl. So three crayons is a safe place for me. Three crayons are easy enough to pick up should Harrison lock his sights on the Crayola. But here comes Emery's negotiating skills. I want four crayons. Okay, fine. No, I want five. No, Emery, just four. Five. No, only four. And she says, Emery wants two crayons. <laughs> and I say, well, you can have three or four. 
And she goes, Emery wants two. Uh, okay, but three is more than two. You can have three. Meanwhile, while this Harvard Law-level debate is taking place, Harrison has already gotten into the bag of crayons, and his gums are now a mix of yellow and magenta. Do you run into any situations with your daughter like this? Absolutely. It's hilarious that you say that. Uh, your daughter's going through the number thing now. We are doing uh, something very similar with our daughter going through the numbers phase as well. And Dave, my take on it is they're either they're evil geniuses. Is kind of what it comes down to. They're either really bad at negotiating or really really good, and there's no in between. Um, and then it's from there. It's really fifty fifty. If it's uh, if you get the okay, like okay, like that sounds good, or if there's a complete meltdown after. Yep. Um, but yeah, no. So so we'll do like in, in the mornings when I'm feeding my son. Uh, I let I let my daughter watch, uh, listen to some music, and I'll tell her, okay, we can do two wheels on the bus and a twinkle twinkle little star while I feed your brother. And she'll go, uh, how about two two wheels on the bus, one twinkle twinkle little star, and one baby shark. <laughs> okay, like nope, that that doesn't sound too bad. Like okay, like you can have this one, so I'll give you that one. And then the, the next example, you know, the next minute she'll be. We'll be cleaning up our toys, and I'll tell her, you know, pick up three pieces, and then we can, you know, go eat breakfast. And she'll go, no, five pieces. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, we'll pick up five pieces, and then we'll go eat breakfast. And you so, just have to fall in line. Yeah, they're just diabolical. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. They are. I think they are evil geniuses, and then we just have to pretend that they're just children. That, yeah, and that, that exactly. And I don't know if this, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to win all the big arguments, and then I'm going to throw you a bone here and there. Like, okay, I'll pick up two more extra pieces of stupid toys and in, in the end get five more minutes of song. <laughs> <laughs> she weighs the options. She is. She is. <laughs> I'll say that she may have won the entire negotiation game when it comes to eating dinner, my daughter. So my wife and I will be pleading and begging, even giving her money, anything, for two more bites of that broccoli. Please, Emery, two more bites and you're done. Help. Here, we'll help you. Look, we will smear it in cheese, sprinkle magic fairy dust on it, and dip it in chocolate. Please just open your mouth a little bit. And all we get is a closed mouth stare. We are left <laughs> holding what appears to be food, sweating profusely and or crying with nothing to say or do. I mean, what do we do? Um, okay, I guess you're done. You win. What can you do? Do you have any advice? I mean, we tried the reward system. But she just closes the mouth. I'm done. I'm okay. We're not going to like force this. Yeah, we're, we're really running into that too. We've been doing the reward thing. I think I mentioned it to you in the past where they get, uh, she gets one red gummy bear for every, if she eats enough of her dinner. And there were uh, three times last week, this is this, just this past week, where um, she didn't eat enough dinner. So we told her, uh, you know, there's going to be no gummy bear. And in the end, this has been enough leverage to get her to eat. And three times this week, it was, okay, that's fine. And, uh, you know, I, I, really, I, I really don't know what to do. We're, we're, we're back, at, uh, back at the drawing board right now. We're trying to figure out how to get her to eat dinner. Evil geniuses. It is. It is. All right, Dave, you ready? I'm ready. You, 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 you surprised me with uh, some questions last week, and I want to return the favor with a lightning round of four questions your way. Lightning. Let's do it. To get, to get your take on, basically, I think we'll be able to judge a lot, our audience will be able to judge a lot about the type of person that you are from these answers. Now there's pressure added. <laughs> are you ready? 
Yep, sweat. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Wow, okay. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, it takes place during Christmas. Yeah, that's a really, really good answer. <laughs> um, toilet paper, when it's on the roll, do you go over or under? Over, and if I sit down and notice it's under, it kind of ruins the whole experience. This might that might just been a deal breaker for the podcast. I can't believe you're an under. Yeah, it's so much easier. It's so much more convenient. Uh, one con- if you could only use one condiment for the rest of your life, what is it? You know, ketchup is probably it, but spicy brown mustard, sneaky favorite. Wait, so what's the answer? Ketchup or or spicy brown? Let's let our viewers decide. Nice, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. And that will lead us right into our third segment. This is the listener segment of the week. And a listener from Falls Church, Virginia, Dave. That is where I currently live as well. Um, From Falls Church, Virginia. This is technically uh, does not qualify as a father's topic, but we don't qualify as fathers either. So let's get into it. And the topic (laughs) is 90s crushes. Who were some of your crushes on TV uh, Hollywood movies that when you're growing up. All right. Well, let me start off by saying I devoted way too much time to this since it was sent to me a couple of days ago. Um, but since we are a pair of dancing monkeys, we must do as our listeners tell us. <laughs> and hands down, favorite, bar none. First, as soon as you sent it to me, I went Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, I got her. That was my favorite. Uh, Can't Hardly Wait was probably my favorite movie because, I don't know why, just high school, I was kind of like a shy idiot in high school like, uh, and kind of felt what Preston Myers was going through. So Jennifer Love Hewitt was uh, stood out to me. I didn't, she was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, but others are Shannon Elizabeth in American Pie. Okay. Sarah Michelle okay. Geller. Um, kind of like the scary one, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was also in I Know What You Did Last Summer and Cruel Intentions. That was the movie. I had a movie on the tip of my tongue, Cruel Intentions. Okay. Um, and then, wild, well, I have a wild card here. I'm not there yet. Stacy Dash. Yeah, Clueless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her, uh, although she's a crazy Republican right now. Well, she's running for, uh, yeah, she's running for, uh, for Congress. May the wind take her wings. <laughs> And wild card, Julianne Moore, MILF before it was a thing, Boogie Nights, Nine Months, and Big Lebowski. I don't know if you know her. I can't, I know the name. I can't picture her face. She's like a not really good looking at all, but I always liked her. I, I felt at home watching her. So mom figure. Like a girl next door hot. Girl mom's, a girl's mom next door. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait to Google her as soon as this podcast is over <laughs> so my first one I, I i'm gonna feel a little creepy saying this because all of yours are a little bit older my first crush dave was the pink power ranger elizabeth kimberly oh elizabeth, elizabeth was yellow <laughs> so yeah my, my very first crush was the pink power ranger and i think i think you left a big one i, I think you left two big ones out there i'm kind of disappointed you missed them uh kelly kapowski Oh, man. I just went movies. You're right. Good one. 
Yeah, and then uh, I had the other one, Topanga, Boy Meets World. Yeah, you're good for you. We have look, we're a good team. We are a good team. I can, I can pick up where you where you where you drop these off. But I did have Jennifer Love Hewitt written down. I I uh, I didn't realize that she was in any other movie other than I know you did last summer. You never. Uh, written down. I also got Britney Spears written down here too. She was I know everyone loved her, but that's before, a good call. Before she went crazy. You did good. That was you know, you know I felt it felt good. <laughs> it felt good, Dave. Um Topanga is a great one. I yeah, gotta so give you props cool. for that one. And she was like a like almost like a little bit of a sleeper. Yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah, she was she wasn't too highly well known, but I do love my wife, but these were my nineties crushes. In a now recurring segment, what did my kid do today? Patrick, what did your kid do today? <laughs> That's quite the opening. <laughs> uh, so my daughter, we, uh, we have this, our, our front porch, it, it's kind of a big front porch, runs the length of our house, and there's uh, ways off on each direction, about one step. Uh, that takes you down to the to the walkway that leads to a gate and then into the driveway where we park our car. And I was out, go, running out of the house today. We were a little bit late getting somewhere. And t- typically, so I got her and my son. My son's still in a carrier. She's obviously walking. And when we go to the car, so we, we, we go out the door, we go to the, we go out, out to the, um, the patio. And today, I'm in front of her. And recently, she's been doing this thing where she'll go to the steps and jump down. And occasionally, every once in a while, she'll make me do it, like jump that one step as compared to just stepping down it. So we're a little bit late today. I got uh, my son in my hand with, in, in the carrier. Uh, my daughter's walking. And because we're a little bit late, I'm about a couple steps in front of her trying to kind of make the pace for her. Anyway, I go down the steps and I'm onto the walkway before she gets there. And I hear her say, jump. And she you know, jumps off the step and onto the bottom. And she, comes, and she says, daddy, come jump. And I'm thinking... No, like we're late. No, I'm not doing this. And so I turn around like, Catherine, come on, we got to go. And it's daddy, come jump. And I'm thinking, no, like we got to go. Come on. So I'm still kind of making my way towards the gate and she sits down. And from there it was, okay, like unbelievable. Is this really happening? So I turn back around, you know, sun in hand, bring the carrier back up, the, back up to, the, to the patio, get on the steps jump off this one step and then she's ready to go for the day that's all she needed that's and all she needed. the negotiation a little jump in her step look at that negotiation tactic again. yeah she won she did so i only have one for you today and it deals with my son harrison he is teething pretty heavily right now um drooling everywhere going through like two bibs a day has his you know bottom lip tucked in in his mouth, but he's also has this little phase of basically putting anything in his mouth. I'm currently looking into ways to profit off this, but he finds this fireplace. So we have an electric fireplace, um, and it has like this screen that protects the fireplace, you know, so you can't go in there. And I just hear him like, it's not eating it, but his mouth is up against it. And there's just wet spots on the screen. Like, I, it's not like I don't watch him, but he finds his way slowly over there. And then I met eyes with my daughter once when he was doing this. And we did like that, you know, from the office, kind of look at the camera, like, what the hell is he doing? 
And Harrison just will start. It's not sucking. It's not eating. But he's just face on screen. Whatever you can call it. I, I have no word for it. But it's just open mouth kissing a screened in fireplace. So that is what my kid did today, yesterday, the day before, and probably tomorrow. <laughs> That's tough to beat. <laughs> Hey, he's happy, so let let him let him do his thing. That's right. Yeah, it's all about happiness. So my uh my daughter started this nasty habit. My wife my wife's out of town this weekend, so uh and she so started this nasty habit. The last couple of days, she's kind of gotten herself out of bed, opened her door, and will come into our room and wake us up. And she's never done that before. So this is this is probably started the last two or three days, oh. and it's never really been before. You know, six fifteen ish. Dave, five thirty. We, I got, I got a rude awakening through our, through our, through my door this morning. Oh, hey, oh, it was brutal. Picked her up. You know, I was like, you know, hey, you got to go back to sleep. Like, we're, everyone's still sleeping, and yeah, I can hear us through the monitor. We got the monitor on my son, one on her, and she was up. Like, she was straight singing. Like, she was up for the day. So, uh, I unplugged the monitor. Knew she was fine. I'll go back to sleep for another half hour. Um, Six o'clock rolled around again comes through the door. Uh, son wasn't awake yet. He's probably, he's about 6.30, so no one was up, but she's 6, six o'clock back to the door again. So, uh, day today, by 7 o'clock, I had ordered a red light, green light alarm clock for when she can uh, leave her room. Oh, wow. Have you heard of that? No. Okay, so it's like an alarm clock, and it's like, it, it'll, you, you set your alarm, the alarm on it, and so, say you set it for 7 o'clock, until seven, you know, six fifty nine, the light stays red. At seven o'clock, it flips over to green, and it basically says, "Okay, you can leave the room now." Well, hopefully, it works, and she doesn't just negotiate her way out of that. Very well, might she? Very well, might. <laughs> um, and yeah, my my son on the verge of crawling, Dave. We're getting there. He's uh, fully sitting up by himself, can support himself. He does the little like army crawl setup without the movement. Does that make sense? He's got his like two hands on the ground, but, you know, nothing's moving. <laughs> yeah, I know. So he's, doing, he's kind of like sitting up. So he's doing that thing. So we'll be crawling any time now. Well, get it, JP. Once he starts, it's a totally different ball game. Yeah, once he's mobile, it's a uh, game changer. It's like adding a DH to the NL. <laughs> nice. Patrick... After much discussion between us dads, we have decided to ditch the picks and just, you know, devote this time to just some good old sports talk. I love it. Any what? topics to discuss? Um, first one I got written down were the, the home run derby and the all-star game. Yeah. I um, actually, you know, my wife was asking, are you going to watch the home run derby? And I normally do. I just kind of avoid it. I don't love it. I'll put it on, get bored. But I actually was really into this one. Um, Freddie Freeman was in it, so I was rooting for him, especially against Bryce. But um, I'm not going to say I'm a new fan of Bryce Harper, but that was pretty cool for him to win in Washington. Yeah, I saw, um, you know, this could be found depressing. I watched zero of the home run derby and about one inning of the All-Star game. Uh I don't even have a good excuse. I didn't really even do anything. Um, but just for whatever reason, it's never made it on. But the, the the big takeaway I took from the home run derby is Bryce Harper's dad's arm. <laughs> and beard. Don't. And beard. 
That is a large human being. I will say, it's funny how you made fun of me for over-the-top toilet paper, and you don't even watch the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby. I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's depressing. Self-proclaimed sports guy. Hey, I still knew about his, uh, his uh, Bryce Harper's dad, so I keep, I'm keeping up with it's this It's true, guy. and I think he should hit <clears throat> next year, Bryce Harper's dad. <laughs> Bryce Harper's dad. Anyone get it too dead, right? Um, the All-Star Game. <laughs> yeah, anyone get it? Nice. The uh, All-Star Game was actually really good, too. Um, it's just kind of a replica of what the game is now, strikeouts and home runs, but at least it was close. The National League usually just lays down and takes it, but they fought back, and Scoot, Scooter Jeanette, Old Scoots hits a game-tying homer in the ninth, gave NL some life, and then the Astros took care of business for the AL in the 10th inning. So another win for the American League, but a good game. Yeah, they, they, they fought. That AL lineup was absolutely stacked. They were low. Unbelievable. Um, and I was mad, and I know we were talking about it earlier, that uh, it's just like the, I think the, more, like the further away you get from it, just how ridiculous it was having – the World Series, the you know, the game one of the World Series decide on who wins the All Star game because it's not a real game. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like if you know, Max Scherzer could have went. If, if if it's a real game, he goes eight innings. Yeah, you're not gonna take him after one or two, whatever he went. Yeah, I agree, and he would have probably I don't want to say dominated, but you got Chris Sale versus Scherzer. That would have been a really really good game to see. Right, you, you know, you're trying to get everybody into a ball game, um, you know, to get the, to get their face time because you know you know, pay, pay them homage for, for the season that they're having. Um, and then you, you're just in theory on paper, you can have the, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, Ray decide one way or another, you know, who's going to host the game one of the all-star game when the Rays aren't even going to be in it. So yeah, it's just, it was, it was weird to me. It was weird. I'm glad they got rid of that. And for all you Rays fan listeners, we're sorry. We didn't mean anything by it. Yeah. Nothing personal, but you're in the AL East. Correct. Uh, Manny Machado. Yeah, uh, glad he's gone. Not not in that way. I'm 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 gonna be falling for the Dodgers now a little bit. I do. I'm a big Manny fan. Um, but everyone knew it was gonna be happening. Excited to see what we what we got out of him. Um, a little bit skeptical. I'm reading some stuff where it seems like we didn't get as much as we could have or should have. Um, a little bit disappointed that the the top prospect was an outfielder when we need pitching after pitching after pitching. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. I'm, I'm glad it's over with because it had been in the in the headlines for so long. So I'm glad it's over with. Uh, I, I think we'll make a couple more moves before the deadline ends. Brock, Britain, I think they both go. Um, but we'll see. But I'm I'm glad it ended in L.A. I'm, I'm, I think he's got a chance. They got a chance to make a, a, a be a serious contender out there. Uh, I believe so too, and he is so good. So that lineup just got exponentially better. Um, I'm with you on, I don't like the media coverage of these trades. They were basically by the hour saying, hearing that the Phillies or Dodgers are really close, not yet confirmed. And you're just kind of like, well, why are you even talking? Like, just stop tweeting, just let it happen. And then tweet. What is this buildup? I don't Yeah. Everybody wants to be the first. It's just sad to see quite honestly. And who are your world series picks going into the second half? World Series picks. Oh, I'm either gonna go, I'm gonna go Dodgers or Cubs. I do like both those teams. Um, yeah, Dodgers or Cubs. I'm, I, you, you still gotta go with the Astros, right? They'll be hard to beat, but the Yankees, Reds. I mean, the Red Sox basically don't lose anymore. Yeah, 
You know who I do like? A little, I got my a little – I don't know if they're sleeper because they're having such a good season. I think the Mariners can make a run at it. Yeah, uh, the American League race is going to be something to watch because um, I have a couple of dark horses here. I have the Oakland Athletics as a dark horse to make it to the playoffs and make a run. And then I have the Milwaukee Brewers, who are my pick, the sleeper pick early before the season started. I thought they would get to the World Series um, in the National League. So I'm going to stick with the Brewers, but it's going to be very hard for me to pick against the Red Sox, Yankees, triple-headed monster with the Astros. I don't know how you get through them. Right. It'll be uh, it'll be a good second half. There's a lot of teams in contention. Even that 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 NL West. I mean, it, no one's really good right now no one's really gotten hot but everyone is i mean the top four teams are all separated by i think i saw four games yeah uh and no one's i mean they're not you know they're all kind of right around that 500 but it's i don't know it's gonna be a good race i think this is shaping up to be a very good year in baseball they need it they need it (laughs) to close it out all right um yeah thank you all for, for all for listening um, we did start a Twitter handle. If you would please follow us, if you wouldn't mind, if you're enjoying the show, listening to me and Dave, you can find us. Our handle is at unqualified dad. Um, that is our new Twitter handle handle. That'll be up and running. We'll do a couple posts every now and then we're going to start uploading some of the podcasts on there as well. Um, start marketing this thing a little bit more, but thank you very much. We do appreciate you. Dave, anything to add? No, that's just a great handle that I think everyone can get behind. I love it. Well, thank you, everyone. Until next time.